Welcome to the latest episode of El Paso Talks, where the voices of El Paso are heard. Now let's welcome today's host. Good Sun City Day, El Pasoans, and welcome to this episode of the DMB Podcast. I am your host, Delirious Montañez Barrios, commonly known as DMB with a B, like Bravo. And in today's episode, we will be discussing several topics. So hang on to your seats. My ultimate goal on every single episode is to be authentic, transparent, honest, and real by expressing my own views and opinions, nobody else's but my own. So let's get started. So first of all, I wanted to thank everybody that uh, voted on the early special elections and on election day, but I wanted to remind you all that we still have several school district runoff election schedule for June the 10. If you go to the county website or you go to our website, www.dmb4elpaso.com, you can get the eight locations, okay? There's only eight locations that are going to be available for you guys to vote. And then you have the hours on the website as well. The next topic I wanted to talk about was about the ACLU, uh, they actually have a Senate bill, number 14, in where it bans the essential health care for transgender youth. And the issue with, uh, with this that I have with, uh, with the transgender youth and uh, the mental health and the suicides involved with it, it's that, that it needs to be addressed as soon as possible. Now, I do not oppose on transgenders doing whatever sort of modification they feel like they want to because that is their prerogative. And we have soldiers in the United States of America that fight for them to have that freedom. Now, where I oppose is whenever they're not considered adults, right? So under 17 years of age. You know, something that it was brought to my attention the other day, I was talking with a physician and he just came back from Dominican Republic and we were talking about property taxes. And, and he said to me that in Dominican Republic, once you pay your home, you do not pay any more taxes to the government. I don't understand why we cannot get that done in our country, especially in Texas, because everything is better and bigger in Texas, right? The next subject is banning of books in libraries. Let me tell you, whenever I was young, well, you know, I am from the 1970s era, right? And back then there were a lot of things that were taboo and there were subjects that parents were not discussing, teachers were not discussing, and now it's actually worse because instead of you actually being educated, the kids and the teens are actually learning from social media, computer, or these aggressive movies that they watch all the time. So in my opinion, I think that they should ban books on a case-by-case basis, depending on the subject, because if the parents are working two and three jobs to be able to support their families and the teachers are afraid to educate 
the teens and the kids in certain subjects because they are scared of being fired or being um, or a complaint filed against them by the parents, then how are the kids and the teens going to learn? So again, you know, library is a very safe space for kids and teens to learn. And once again, I think that it should be on an individual basis according to the book and according to the subject. You know, somebody said that I criticized instead of uh, saying how will I change things, right? And I don't particularly agree with that because I always provide a solution every time that I complain about something. And that is my background, strategic planning and logistics. That's what I did my entire career in the Army. So with that said, no, I do not agree. You know, changing to a good subject, uh, coming spring 2024, Solon Park Mall, uh, the Jungle Reef is actually advertising on social media that they're going to have um, a black tip reef with sharks and otters and stingrays and reptiles like an albino wormies, python and beer dragons, so I am excited to see that coming to our city. The, uh, they are actually, uh, Jungle Reef is actually the owners of the Monkey Rock, so it's the same company, and they're going to um, introduce this entertainment in uh, Solan Park Mall. You know, I was touching earlier about uh, the age for being an adult, right? And under Texas law, defendants 17 years and older are considered adults in the state criminal justice system. And that's something that we need to educate our teens about because the adult age seems to be different for every single state. So in Texas, if you're 17 and you commit a crime, you will be treated as an adult and your life will be misery once you have something in your record. So I highly suggest to parents and teachers to bring that up to their attention so they get their act together and they stop acting like little kids and they act like responsible adults. You know, this past week has been terrible. Uh, my spine has been like on fire, like this burning sensation. You know, came to find out it has to deal with the nervous system. The medicine that they have me on, you know, makes me drowsy. And I tell you, if you have any back issues, please, please, please address them in time. Make sure that you go to your physician, your primary doctor, so they send you to a specialist. Make sure that they put you on the correct regimen so it doesn't get bad. I'm telling you, this past week, I was like in tears of the pain that I have had on my spine. And to this day, that's the reason because I'm a little bit late on this podcast, I have been in scrutinating pain every single day. So again, your spine supports your torso, meaning your top and your 
lower body. So make sure that you address that on time. And if it's a work-related injury like mine, make sure that you hold the agency accountable using the same systems and processes in place. You know, changing the subject, uh, the federal government is trying to hire federal retirees. And this makes sense, right? But I don't think that they can do a mandated going back to the force. I think that it will have to be like on a volunteer basis. And one of the problems with that is the time that it will take to bring these federal retirees back to the force. Last week at City Council, Project Vida won their, um, uh, them able to be able to have Narcan on non-governmental organizations. Narcan, as you know, save lives is, uh, is uh, you know, they're trying to do an over-the-counter over nasal spray uh, to counter opioid overdose of substance abuse. So, you know, as you know, whenever EMT, EMS, or the police department gets called to an emergency such as that nature, you know, most of the time the individual passed away because they were not able to be saved on time. So I'm glad that city council listened to the constituents that went to speak on behalf of Project Vida. They actually came last night to our Saragossa Rotary Club meeting and they actually gave us uh, a presentation, not on Narcan, but another uh, project that they're involved on. So it's a great organization and it's doing a lot of great things for our community. On another subject, um, our Texas Attorney General, Mr. Paxton, is calling on Mr. Palin to resign amid the, uh, the House issues on the whistleblower settlement that the whistleblowers won and Texas Attorney General must pay. This is my thing. The Texas Attorney General is the one that retaliated against this individual. So I don't understand why he has to come out of the taxpayers. With that said, I decided, you know, and this validated and made my decision stronger on not seeking his endorsement. I would be very hypocritical if I would whenever whistleblowers complain because they were retaliated because they exposed either misconduct in the agency or they reported waste, fraud, and abuse or whatever violation they reported. So again, I don't know where he's going to get the money, but I don't think that he should be calling um, Mr. Pillen to resign because, you know, he refused to request the representatives to come up with that money and approve, you know, the settlement for the whistleblowers. 
on another subject, um, you know, uh, Texas legislation actually approved a ban on anonymous child abuse reports to CPS, uh, Child Protective Services. And the reason because they did this was to avoid false reports done against individuals. Is it positive, negative? Well, this is the thing. I know of a case in where an anonymous individual made a child abuse report to CPS and it was valid. So banning all anonymous reports, in my opinion, is not a good thing. I don't think that in every single situation, a mother or a father are going to report one or the other if they are committing the crime, okay? Sometimes we depend on those Samaritans that are righteous, courageous, bold, to make these reports to these agencies and then law enforcement agencies have to step in and do their job. On another subject, uh, City Council member Joe Molinar made a proclamation this week on support of the County Judge Samaniego regarding the Veterans Capital of the USA. And even though I would love for El Paso to be the Veterans Capital of the USA, we are not there yet. And if you pull veterans to the side, or you have them behind closed doors, they will tell you the same thing. Whenever the suicide rates are increasing, whenever the murders in our own installation are increasing, whenever veterans are denied benefits, and whenever we have a soldier that was allegedly murdered in Mexico, dismembered and buried in different locations, there is no way that El Paso can claim being the veterans capital of the USA. I am sorry, but I just don't agree with it. I express my thoughts to Mr. Molinar. I express my thoughts to District 1 City Council member Brian Kennedy. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, it was, uh, it was something done to look for veterans' votes and a political agenda. You know, if I was a city council member, I would have never done that, regardless if the judge had made the same proclamation in the county. But that's me. This week, uh, or actually next week, uh, City Council Member Brian Kennedy for District 1 is doing a proclamation of women veterans. And that I do agree, okay? Uh, I did mention that to him and I thank him. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be able to make it because I have my chiropractor services. But again, you know, we have to claim things that we have earned as a community. And being veteran capital of the United States, El Paso has not earned it. And we are ways from it. We're working on it, but we're not there yet. You know, on another subject, um, 
in the Navy, uh, they were talking about, you know, these general officers being fired or being forced to retire or, you know, forced full separation. And, you know, they, they brought up something that is a very good point. Uh, commanders, meaning colonels, who can also be called and face a court martial are not being exposed to the community. And in my opinion, they should. Um, at the present time, I actually have a civil lawsuit against my commander because he was stupid enough to continue his retaliation after he retired from the service. And now he has the guts to request the judge to dismiss, you know, file a motion to dismiss. You know, the, the, the corruption that's happening in our nation, in our country is bizarre. I have never thought after 29 years in the armed forces and 26 years as a law enforcement officer at city, county and federal level, I never thought that I would be living what we're living right now. You know, these agencies, or especially the military, says that they, you know, that they, you know, first of all, you cannot fire anyone in the military, okay? That term of firing, it's non-existent, okay? You basically take somebody off a position because, you know, they always say that they have lost confidence in their ability to fulfill the responsibility, you know, and even though sometimes that is true, there, you know, anybody can make an allegation against anybody and there the individual is under investigation. Most of the times the investigations go in favor of the command and it's a really, really crooked system that needs to change. Okay, and I know that we have spoken about the Ferris Doctrine before. The Ferris Doctrine, you know, has been established for years. And basically what it is, is service members are not allowed to file a civil lawsuit against anybody acting in their official capacity in their armed forces. Um, that is the most ridiculous law that we have in the planet nowadays, because in my opinion, they should be treated the same way that the private citizens do, okay? Changing the subject, because whenever I talk about that, it really aggravates my medical condition. It really puts me in a bad state of mind. So that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, you know, city council member Henry Rivera back then, um, a couple of years ago, he actually, um, uh, introduced the body cameras on our police department and I highly, highly, you know, approve of it. And now, as of May of this year, the Department of Homeland Security is releasing its first body-worn camera policy. Now, my question is, how long is it going to take for that policy to be implemented down to the departments within the agency, right? You know, they say that body-worn cameras should be used for law enforcement interaction with the public in response to emergency calls, uh, pre-planned arrest, or during execution of a search or seizure warrant or order. That's what the department stated. And then, among other restrictions, 
Um, it will not be used for the sole purpose of recording individuals engaging in First Amendment activity. So let's see how that goes. I, I guess that we have to wait for the next couple of years for those body cameras to actually get to the field and see how, you know, federal agents are going to use it. I perceive there's going to be a lot of First Amendment violations and a lot of civil lawsuits. Um, so, but hey, I think the body cameras are good for plaintiffs as good as defendants, you know, because everything is recorded and there is not a hearsay whenever you go, you know, to court. Um, you know, I'm very disappointed to hear that there were two children deaf under Border Patrol custody. Uh, one was 17 years old and the other one was eight, year old, eight years old. And, you know, one of my whistleblower uh, protected disclosures that I was retaliated against back in July 2019 was whenever I reported the agency for the filthy conditions at the facilities where we were holding the immigrants and also uh, the, the health medical services and, you know, providing the essential needs for the migrants. And here we are, that was, that was in 2019, here we are 2023 and we're still dealing with the same issues. So in my opinion, the agency has not learned a thing. Why? Because there's no consequences. You know, uh, migrants take these cases to court, you know, most of the times, you know, the agencies settle, but there's no a precedent case because that's the wording that they put on the lawsuit. So if another incident happened, then they cannot go back to another incident that they acted the same way. But anyway, that is all for today. Um, I'm going to continue taking care of my back. Um, and uh, I hope that you guys have a great weekend. You know, don't drink and drive. Uh, knock on wood. You know, I never done it. I pray to God that I, uh, I never do it. Um, but, you know, we just have to be responsible for our actions. There's always a reaction for every action. And we always have to keep that in mind. Okay. You guys can follow me on my DMB FOR Facebook group and page on Twitter daily. Um, I actually added Truth Social, and I am heavily involved with the legislation process both at the state and federal levels, and I frequently share my thoughts and opinions on different subjects that affects not just me, but the community as a whole. You know, I invite you all to join me on our monthly virtual Java chat where we can go more in detail and more in depth in our conversations and debates. I answer all questions, you know, it doesn't matter how difficult they are. If I don't have the answer, I make sure that I look for the, for the answer and go to the experts to get that. Our next schedule, Java Chat, is going to be Saturday, June the 10th at 7 p.m. Remember, that's the same day of the runoff election. 
So again, you can go to DNB or Facebook group to locate the Zoom link, or you can join us live on Facebook on the day of the event. I usually post it on my personal Facebook social media account, which is my first name, Delirious, and my last name, Montanez. This is Delirious Montanez Barrios, your host with the DNB podcast. Please like, share on all of your social media outlets and with all of your email contacts. Subscribe, and I will see you all next week. I will try my best to do the next podcast so you guys get them at the latest on Tuesday. Pray that my back pain gets better and I can work on it, okay? On our next episode, we I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to discuss because sometimes I say that I'm going to discuss something and something happened during the week that is more critical, and then I change. So... Let me know if there's any specific subjects you want me to touch on by sending me a message to our webpage, www.dmb4elpaso.com. Or again, you can join our DMB FOR Facebook group and like our page to get the latest updates on what we're working on. Have a great, beautiful Sun City Day. Enjoy the rest of the week. The weekend is right ahead. And live today like there's no tomorrow, okay? Tomorrow is not promised. DNB signing off for now. This has been the DNB podcast with Delirious Montañez Barrios, your host. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and review my podcast. Until next time. Be safe and truly enjoy this day as if it was your last. Live life to the fullest without any regrets. Be in control of your life and your destiny, but most importantly, do unto others as you will have them do unto you. This has been El Paso Talks, a podcast about El Paso delivered to you by the voices of your neighbors, your friends, your family, and even yourself. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, and rate our podcast. El Paso Talks is produced by El Paso News. The opinions expressed are those of the individual delivering the episode and may not necessarily represent the views of El Paso News or the other podcasters on El Paso Talks. Find us at elpasonews.org. See you in the next episode.